Hello, everyone. What's up? Welcome back to the podcast. I hope you are having an amazing Friday so far. So excited that you're here. I want to let you know I have I have an announcement and I have a review to read. Let's start with the review. Thank you so much to Carlene Scarlett. I hope I'm saying your name right. You can find Carlene at at live.love.be underscore social on Instagram. Carlene says, Latasha is passionate about helping other like-minded individuals kickstart their career as a freelancer. I've worked as a social media strategist for over five years at agencies, large brands within corporate America, and even as a freelancer for some time. As of January 2019, I ventured into freelancing full-time, and the Freelance Friday podcast has been my Bible for much-needed advice, refreshers, and new things happening in the world of freelance. Latasha, thank you so much for everything you've taught me thus far in my journey, and even for the lessons to come. Thank you so much, Carlene, and I hope that I've been saying your name right. I'm sorry if I said it wrong. That was such a nice review. I really appreciate it. I also have another announcement that's a little bit more of a selfish announcement. Uh, Well, I guess reading the review was a bit selfish too, but so... (laughs) I actually was recording a totally different episode for the podcast earlier and decided that it was just not going to work. I went full on Dr. Phil. I went way too personal. I'm not, I don't really open up personally very much. It was just too much. It was, I was way too vulnerable after that episode and I thought it would be perfect, a perfect addition to my Patreon page, which I'm launching tonight. So it should be live by the time that you're listening to it. I don't want to ramble too, too much in this intro, but I was kind of not, I wouldn't say against Patreon, but against Patreon for me for a long time, just because I make my money in other ways. I don't need handouts. You know, I want to work for what I earn, that kind of thing. But I have been, I think I talked about this in my new year's resolution video or podcast episode, something like that, about how I really want to do a member site. And I think that Patreon is kind of going to be my answer to my member site, at least the intro of it. I'll probably still eventually do a full on member site or maybe just, you know, evolve. But the things that I really wanted to accomplish in my member site, I think can be accomplished by Patreon. And I think it'll actually be a little bit better of an experience for you guys, because I was planning on charging like $100 for a a member site a month. And it's nice because Patreon allows you to choose tiers. So you can join for as little as $1. You can start getting a lot of the big benefits for $5 and then you can go all the way up. But I think it'll be a little bit better because it's a little more flexible and you can really cater it to what you exactly need or want from me and can afford. So this is a really great opportunity for those of you who have been wanting to work with me one-on-one and get you know more personalized, more advanced level tips and insights and things like that, but aren't ready to commit to full-on coaching, which I totally understand it is a financial investment. So anyway, the link will be in the show notes. You can go to journeyeast.com slash podcast slash 60 to read those show notes as well. But you're probably wondering how I got from the trash podcast episode to talking about Patreon. So I'll, I'll go over some of the quick benefits really quickly. Now, these are going to depend on tier and all that. So you can read all the details on the Patreon page, again, linked in the show notes, but just a couple of things that I'm going to be offering, trashed podcasts and videos. So every once in a while I do, this happens. I record something and I get way too personal, but I still think it, like, I still think this episode was going to be really helpful for you guys, but I just wasn't comfortable putting it out into the world. Like it was way too personal. I talked about really personal stuff. So every once in a while that will happen. I also did another one that was about 
uh, my YouTube sponsorship horror stories. And I just, I don't want to put it out public because I, although I was very fair to both myself, like I criticized myself in that episode. I wasn't trashing any companies. You guys know I'm, I'm professional and nice. I, I just didn't want it to reflect badly on me. So I didn't want to put it out there into the world. Uh, so things like that happen every once in a while. And I figured what I'll do is I'll just make those patron only content so that you guys can still hear it and benefit from it. I'm also going to be offering monthly one-on-one coaching opportunities. So again, this is great if you are looking to work with me one-on-one, but you're not ready to commit to that $1,300 for three months. This one I'm really excited about. I'm actually going to be offering templates for my case studies and my created content in for my portfolio. So I'm actually going to be giving you the link where all you have to do is drag and drop your own logos, your own fonts, your own pictures, and you're going to have your own PDFs to send off to potential clients. And then you'll also get depending on your tier, you'll get a discount on my courses, up to 50% discount on my courses. So if you have been thinking about joining a journey social, which is $55, you might as well just join Patreon and you'll get 50% off on the course, even if you just join Patreon for a month. And I guess I should also note that my birthday is only three days away. So if you want to give me a little birthday present, join my Patreon. It would mean a lot to me. I think we're going to have a lot of fun. I hope that people join because I want it to be an active, thriving community. Uh, So we'll see. But anyway, that's it. That's my Patreon plug. And let's get into the episode, which is going to be all about freelancing websites. So I get questions all the time about whether websites like Upwork, like Fiverr, like Freelancer, like Guru, like Cloud Peeps, I could go on and on, are worth it. If I'd recommend them, what the pros are, the cons are, some tips, some tricks, all that good stuff. So that's what I'm going to talk about. Let's hop in. First things first, do I recommend them? This is a very nuanced question. <laughs> this isn't something that I can just answer, you know, black or white for you. But overall, I think they're more good than bad. So let's just start with the pros. First pro is that they're a foot in the door. I got my first freelancing gig on Odesk, aka Upwork. It used to be called Odesk back in the day. And I am not ashamed of that. I saw a gig that I wanted, I applied for it, I got it. And it actually turned out to be a really long-term gig. And then once that gig ended, the person who hired me, she started her own company and she hired me for that. So it turned into, I don't know, at least a year or two that I was working for that person. And I got some really great experience. It was great. It was really good. So I think that I always, not always, but I almost always, if you're really struggling to get clients, like you just can't get a bite. I definitely recommend going on sites like Upwork and just seeing what's out there, seeing if you can get any gigs. It definitely is more competitive now than when I got that first gig because I had no freelancing experience or really any experience at all when I applied for that and still got something. So I know it is a little bit harder, but it is possible. And I do think it is a really good place to start if you are just, you know, just haven't gotten a client yet. It's also nice because it's relatively quick money, I guess you could say. I mean, I use websites like this sometimes, like I'm on Upwork, I'm on, I'm really on all of them still. I don't actively use all of them, but I have accounts on all of them still. And it's nice because I think I talked about this. I don't know if it was in a podcast or in a YouTube video, but like when we were going to Europe last year, you know, that's a big trip that was expensive. And I was like, I want to make some of that money back, you know? And so I was just really kind of hustling before our trip and working with my long-term clients, obviously trying to maximize that get more clients on my own. But these freelancing sites are nice because you can do a lot of the the projects are kind of short term. 
So, you know, I could just take a couple of one month projects or even shorter than that, like week long projects where they just need me to do a couple graphics or, you know, a couple video edits or something like that. And it's nice because I'm not increasing my client load, my long-term client load, because like I said, I was going to Europe. So I, I, if anything, I needed to take time off soon. Um, and I didn't necessarily want a bunch more long-term clients, but I just wanted some short-term kind of quick clients. So it is nice for that too. I'll go on, you know, yeah, if something's going on in my life or if I find myself with some extra time or I'm saving up for something, I will go on there and just like make a little bit of money. And the processing is pretty fast, I would say. I mean, it takes a little bit to get your money, but it doesn't take like a month or anything. I think it takes like a couple weeks to actually get paid out. So that's nice. Speaking of payment, that's another pro, I guess, but I'm going to go into a con about um, payment too after that. (laughs) But one of the pros is that working on these sites, it kind of takes out some of the taxes and like the legal stuff and the you know, business things that are really complicated. And that's another thing that I really loved about it when I was first starting out, because I was like, oh my gosh, like, I don't know how to run a business. I don't know what I have to give them. I don't know what I have to have them sign or, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, taxes, for example, I mean, you still have to save your money for taxes. I want to be clear on that for most of them, at least I don't know how all of them work, but like Upwork, I know, They'll give you at the end of the year, it's not a W-2, but it's like a, they track your earnings for you is what I'm trying to say. So when you have to go in and and input your freelance income, it's easy because it's already calculated for you as opposed to having to go through all of your books individually or whatever. It's all kind of tracked for you. So that's really nice. And then again, like all the legal stuff and the, you know, contracts and everything, they're all created already. So you don't need to figure out all of those little tiny details for yourself. Now let's get into the cons (laughs) and then I'll get into the tips. So cons are a lot of these are really low paying. You know, I, I put my hourly rate pretty low on these sites just because like I said, when I'm just looking to like earn a couple of extra hundred dollars or pay for a trip or something, I'm not going to be super picky. And, and of course, if it's like a short term project, I'm definitely way less picky. If I'm going to work on something for a couple of days, I'm not going to charge my necessarily like the rate that I would charge to gain full access to me and all of my equipment my tools, my team, all that kind of stuff. So my hourly rate is relatively low on there and I still find that it's too high (laughs) sometimes. Now you definitely have to be picky with people you're reaching out to or people you're accepting invitations from, but yeah, I mean, sometimes my rate is too high and That's just, I mean, most of the gigs that you're going to see if you just browse on these websites, they're going to be really low. Just to give you an idea, I got an email the other day from somebody who was asking me if I wanted to work with her on one of these sites. And I, she said her budget was limited. I said, okay, cool. Like, can you tell me like, like, what does that mean? Because that could mean a lot of different things. And she was only able to invest about $500 over the next six months. So that may be a perfect thing for somebody just starting out. Again, that's like $100 a month, give or take. So that could be fine if you're just just starting out and it's really, really low, you know, just a couple hours or something like that a month. But, you know, obviously that just wasn't realistic for me. So I had to turn it down. So that is, I think, the biggest drawback <laughs> to these sites. Now, in addition, there's also fees. 
So if you put in that your hourly rate is $30, you're really only gonna be taking home like 24, I think it is or something. Again, they're different on all the websites, but I've, I have the most experience with Upwork. So I guess I'll really just be mostly talking about Upwork, but yeah, I think it's like $24 or something if you make your hourly rate $30. So that's, you know, a thing. They also recently announced a change to their system. So it used to be that freelancers got 60, I could be wrong, 50 or 60, they're called connects. So basically every job costs a certain number of connects to apply for. And freelancers used to get a bunch of them free every month and then they roll over. They recently changed it. So I think moving forward like next month or the next month, I don't I don't know, pretty soon here, you're gonna have to actually start paying for your connects. So they're gonna be really cheap. It's like a few cents or something, but still they're asking us to pay to apply to jobs that we might not even get. And then if we do get, they're probably gonna be really low in pay. So you can see where that is like a little bit of a headache and maybe not so fair to the freelancers. So we'll see how that goes. I mean, I'll probably do an update on that later because I do think that is kind of a big deal for a lot of people who do rely on Upwork, but we're gonna have to see how it goes. I think the ultimate goal for that was that it's gonna encourage clients to be more attentive and to actually pay attention to their applications and it's gonna weed out a lot of the competition because there definitely are a lot of people who just kind of like bot apply to things, you know, just apply to everything and really muddy the waters there. So hopefully it will help, but it is a little bit stressful. Speaking on, let's just continue with the pay because I guess looking at my list, pretty much everything is pay related. So I'll just continue. Another thing that I don't like about these sites, most of them again are work first, pay later. So I typically recommend, if you've taken my course, you, you know this, but I typically recommend that people pay first and you know you charge a monthly fee that's you know charged on the first of the month or whatever. This isn't possible <laughs> on websites like Upwork. You gotta do the work and then you get paid afterwards. So while it is relatively quick money, it's not that quick. Like it's not like you can sign a client and get money that day. You have to do some amount of work first. So they are pretty quick at processing things. There's like a standard cycle that it goes on. I honestly don't remember because I don't use it enough to really like remember the cycle. I think you basically refresh your like time card every week and then it gets paid out the following week or something. I'm not really sure, but so that's kind of a bummer. And then most of the gigs are also hourly, which I also typically coach against. I typically coach to do package pricing for a lot of reasons. It's better for you. It's better for the client. I think you're able to earn more that that way. You're not charging for your time because you only have so many hours in the day, right? And especially if you're only charging $20 an hour, or $10 an hour, whatever, you're not going to make a living wage off of 40 hours a week, probably. Uh, or, you know, the wage that you're probably looking to make. So that can also be bad. There is a way to do a fixed price option. So you can say $500 to edit this video or build this website or whatever. But I find that most people do hourly. So yeah. And then the last con is that sometimes it can be a little sketchy. Like anybody can use these websites and not just sketchy, like not sketchy as in scary, but I just feel like a lot of the people who post gigs on there can be really flaky and just never choose somebody for the job. And just, they just kind of like do it for fun. And, and then you're like, wait, did they ever hire anybody? I never heard back. I guess people can be sketchy and, you know, regular reaching out to them too. So 
you win some, you lose some. There's pros and cons to everything, right? Now, let's get on to the tips section. So what can you do to improve the likelihood of getting some of those awesome clients and not so many of the sketchy or ghosting type clients? So number one, I definitely recommend that you fill out your profile completely. It's going to take a little bit. You know, it's just like LinkedIn. There's a lot of different sections to it. Fill it out completely. So go ahead and pull up up your profile right now while you listen to this podcast or put on some music, whatever you need to do to keep yourself awake. But yeah, definitely fill out the profile completely because what has happened to me now is that because my profile is filled out completely and also because I make videos and things like that, people find me a lot of times on YouTube and then see if I'm on these sites. But if your profile looks good, you'll get invitations. So you don't need to actually reach out to people so much anymore. And I could be wrong here, but I believe when people reach out to you, it doesn't cost you a connect to apply to the gig. So that's really nice. And that's pretty much like, for the most part, I'm not outbound applying to a lot of gigs anymore just because I'm busy already anyway. Uh, But I do get invitations. And if an invitation looks, you know, like it's a good fit for me, I'll definitely reply and accept the job. So having a complete profile is a really big deal. Similar to that, adding to your portfolio. So, you know, adding screenshots of things, adding pictures of content that you've created, adding uh, case studies and things like that to your portfolio is a really good idea because it of course shows that you can do what you say you can really do and you have the skill that you say you have. There's also tests on there that you can take. So there's like a social media marketing test or quiz. I can't remember what they're called or exam, something like that. Microsoft Office and, you know, different skills, whatever skill you have, there's like a test for it and you can take it and see where you rank. So it's going to give you a ranking out of all of the Upwork members to see how high, you know, you can be in the top 10%, top 20%, top 30%, whatever. So that just looks good to prospective clients because they're going to see, hey, she's in the top, I think I'm in like the top 10 or 15% of social media managers. So it just looks good on your profile. And then lastly, when it comes to proposals and actually sending them through, I think that this definitely is very similar to writing a proposal the traditional way too, like not on one of these websites. It's the same kind of concept. You know, you want to be specific to the client. So read the whole gig. I cannot tell you, because I've hired on Upwork too before. How many people like just didn't read what I had to say and were like, oh, I'll help you with your graphic design. And I'm like, this isn't, that's not what I said. (laughs) So actually read it, actually make sure it's a good fit for you. Because if you get to the point of interviewing and you realize you're not a good fit and you kind of just wasted both people's time, I mean, what good does that really do you? So make sure it's a good fit and then also cater your proposal to that good fit. So be very specific. And, you know, I try to do something that shows that I really read the proposal and I'm not saying you have to like copy word for word something, but just, you know, mention, Hey, like I took a look at your website or I really love working with XYZ product. Like to show that you're not just copying and pasting proposal after proposal. And again, that's the same thing as if you were to do a cold email or reach out to somebody, follow up email, whatever. So yeah, be specific, but at the same time, I find like be simple too. This is not a resume. They don't wanna see your resume. For a while I would include my resume and I found that that was like terrible, like they hated that. I don't know why, but they didn't like that. Maybe my resume is bad, I don't know. but. It's not a job, you know, maybe that's why is they thought that I was looking for like a full-time job or something. They just want to hear about who you are and, you know, open the door to connect and say, I'd be happy to hop in a call, that kind of thing. 
You can include attachments. So if you have a case study that is relevant or that kind of aligns really well, attach that. Like I'll attach a PDF version or I'll also attach a sample of the content that I've created, which is one of those templates that is included in the Patreon membership, like I mentioned at the beginning of the episode. So I'll attach one of those, but I don't attach like a full on resume or anything like that. And then I guess the last step that I really, really have is just to use your best judgment. So again, like there can be some kind of you know, not so serious clients on there, but there can also be so many amazing, just absolutely amazing clients on there. So use your best judgment. You know, if somebody's giving you kind of a weird vibe, maybe, maybe they're not the right fit for you. If somebody's asking you to go off the platform and not get paid on the platform, that's usually a red flag. I talked about this in client red flags episode, I think. That's usually a red flag for me though. You know, like if you signed up on Upwork, you should be prepared to work through Upwork. (laughs) And they read an agreement just like you read an agreement when you signed up. So when it comes to that, use your best judgment. And I also think, you know, speaking to the low pay and all of that, you're probably gonna have to lower your rates. Maybe, maybe not, but depend and again, depending on what you do too, of course. I know like marketing is probably a little bit saturated. So I have to lower my rates a little bit when I work on there but I'm really careful with who I'm working with. And it's going to be a client that is either going to be a good long-term opportunity, unless it's, like I said, I'm just kind of like, you know, adding a little bit of quick income to my, my bank account or a client that's going to be a really good case study or an industry that I'm looking to break into things like that. So be strategic about it. Don't just take a really, really low pay rate just for fun. Make sure that it's going to be valuable to you and that you're going to be able to use it in some way or that it'll get your foot in the door to the world of freelancing or something like that. So that's my advice. I know I definitely talked about some cons in there, but I really do think that they are worth it for when you're first starting out and for, you know, like quick things and, and, and just ongoing things as needed. I don't think that they're terrible. I think sometimes they get way more criticism than they should, but sometimes I I can understand why people criticize these, these websites too. So Like everything, there's pros and cons, but I do really hope that this episode was helpful for you and I appreciate you listening. And of course, I will leave that Patreon link in the show notes at adjourneyuse.com slash podcast slash 60 if you'd like to take advantage of some of the awesome benefits that I'm going to be offering. Hopefully people sign up and it's not awkward and there's one person in there. And if there is, hey, we're still gonna have a blast anyway. It's gonna be like your own, you're gonna have private coaching every single month for like $5. So you might want to hop on that if you're the only one. But yeah, anyway, thanks for hanging out with me today. Hope you enjoyed the episode and I'll talk to you in the next one. Bye. And that's it for this episode of the Freelance Friday podcast. I hope you enjoyed. If you did, make sure to let me know. Rating this podcast is a huge help. And you can also tweet me at a journey east with comments, questions, or suggestions for future episodes. Lastly, make sure to join my private Facebook group, Money Making Micro Influencer, if you're interested in elevating your influence and taking charge of your personal brand. There are so many like-minded, bright individuals in there, and it's a place I love to offer up free advice and a little bit of extra fun into. You can find it by searching Facebook for Money Making Micro Influencer. It'll also be linked in the show notes. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time.